So I was supposed to meet up Kelty in New York City because, you know, when's the next time one of my friends, internet friends, is going to be like, you know, six hours for me, right? Yeah. So on Friday, or not even Friday, but Thursday, she fell down the stairs and twisted her ankle so bad. It's a sprain, but it's a super bad sprain. Oh, my God. So she can't, and the doctor said that she can't walk for the next two weeks. So we had to cancel our uh, New York trip. That's so random. I know. And then the very next day, I'm at work and I'm going to the bathroom. And for whatever reason, my foot decided to rebel against me. And I twisted my ankle. What? Now, it wasn't as bad as Kelty's, but it sucked. So I when mean, I t- wow. <laughs> Not only did I have to cancel a trip I've been planning for, like, a month. And then, like, when we were playing D&D, she told me her mom burst in and told her that her aunt came up with this entire itinerary so she doesn't have to walk. And she was just, like, so close to, like, actually yelling at her mom, saying, like, I had to cancel plans, and now you're telling me this? Dang. And to top it all off, they got tickets to go see King Kong the musical. That sounds like the best thing ever. No, it, it's not the best thing ever. Believe me, she even told me herself that she could go for hours on how bad King Kong the musical is. I see zero downsides to King Kong the musical. It's unintentionally racist. It Man, I was making a bad joke. I didn't know. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's okay. It's just like, I don't know anything about King Kong the musical, but the best thing that happened was that um, when, because my brother recently joined the group because he's been kind of lonely and I said, hang out with my buds. They're all, they're all cool people. They're cool. And he's like, sure. (laughs) And, and um, when we said King Kong the musical, he's like, what? (laughs) Why did anybody tell me? And she was just like, because it's terrible. (laughs) I mean, that's a decent enough reason. Yeah. Oh, oh, shoot, we're recording. Ah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we know we're recording. But, uh, hi, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, that's mostly my fault. I A lot kind of happened without oh, going... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, without going too much into detail, uh, I got into a car accident. I lost mm-hmm. my car and uh, twisted my ankle. Damn. You just had a really rough time, buddy. Yeah, but I got a cat, and she's adorable. Oh, so cute. Her name is Darling Belle, or Belle for short. Oh, she's so precious. Yeah, she's the prettiest girl in all of Campton. Oh. If she would stop, like, biting my ear when I'm trying to sleep and stuff like that. Oh, I've been dog-sitting this super cute dog. His name is Kirby, and he's a little stinker. He's adorable. He's a tiny little thing. And he'll stop in the middle of the street when cars are coming and look at them like, what are you going to do? This is my turf. He's so obnoxious. I love him. She's doing this thing, too, where she'll, like, wait. Well, she'll hear us coming in and then wait outside the front door waiting for us to get in. And then she'll – and then Belle will just – try and run out. Oh. 
it's even it's cute but i'm just like i need look 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 you can go outside i just need to get you a, a um leash and harness so that way you don't try and run away and no male cats will be coming like hey baby let's get yes. put a litter in you let's like, not do that no i don't want that to happen no 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 so anyway welcome to afterlight everybody the twilight podcast where we've attempted to read through the book and kind of like try and see why did we like it so much i'm malin i'm Allie. And that was a great transition, by the way. I am very proud of myself. Yes, it was great. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, we tried to read through the book, but the problem I came up with is that uh, trying to analyze Twilight is like trying to analyze... It's like Analyzing trying to... Jeopardy? There you go. It's like trying to analyze Jeopardy and all the nuances. And, you know, let's be honest, the book has really no substance. It's not, like, I hate to keep repeating myself, but it's not that bad of a book. It has a lot of potential, but it doesn't live up to that potential. Just like in Cake Wars. No, just like in Cake Wars. I've, I've been never... watching a lot of Cake Wars. <laughs> I've never seen Cake Wars. I've been reading, um, I don't know, I just started reading Webtoons, and I read all through, um... This one I like is called Lore Olympus. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool because it took a story that does have a lot of problematic elements. Uh, then again, it's a Greek mythology story, of course it's going to. And they kind of mm -hmm. modernize it. And they made Hades and Persephone so adorable. And well, a lot of I mean, they are pretty adorable. Anyway, um, so because the books don't really give us much to talk about other than, you know, stuff we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. I decided let's, you know, let's experiment a little. Let's, you know, talk less about the books themselves and more or less... Well, okay, this is going to revolve around Twilight, but I want to talk about, you know, the lore that Stephanie Myers has set up for this and how it kind of compares to other vampires and stuff like that. Because we have to establish that the whole sexy vampire thing, that's not actually, that's not a new thing. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, I can't believe Twilight turned vampires into sex objects. So, like, that's been going on since, like, the 80s. Oh, yeah. And I mean, let's look at, like, Interview with a Vampire. Oh, I read Interview with a Vampire. And I watched it. the movie. Does that count? I started yeah. the book. Yeah, I think that counts. I mean, let's compare the two. I remember, actually remember seeing a um, Tumblr po post that was talking about how, like, if the Anne Rice vampires found out about the Cullens sparkling, mm -hmm. they would just be like, oh! or at least Laurent would just be like, he would lucky! Yeah, it's like, I want to sparkle and go out in daylight and look like a disco ball what the heck are you complaining about <laughs> for real but then again it's just like that's gay vampires but even then you could say that Anne Rice started the whole sexy vampire thing oh yeah that's that's not something that's exclusive to just you know no. twilight no and i mean if you want to do that i mean like look at the vampire diaries the whole thing was like damon and him being like super freaking hot and whatnot and like there's a whole lot that you could get into with the Vampire Diaries, too. I've never actually read it. terrible. 
I've read, I've never read Vampire Diaries. I've heard about it. I read like the first three or four books, and I watched the whole show. I watched the spin, the first spinoff, the originals, and then I watched the second spinoff, Legacy. Ah, so you're an expert. I see. Please don't call me Vampire Diaries. It's not I, good, but yeah. like, it was so much fun. I don't know. I, uh,. Oh, sorry, I got distracted by my cousin just bursting in. I have never read Vampire Diaries, but when I was kind of doing some light research on other vampires and how they compare to Twilight's, mm-hmm. uh, that one kept coming up a lot. And I think yeah, it's that's because they're very similar. How are they similar? Because, again, I know nothing. Like, when Mom and I were reading it, because I read it with my mom, because we watched all three shows together, um... <laughs> It was like, we were reading the first book, and we were like, whoa, there's a lot of parallels here between this and Twilight. And it was, like, so much so that we, like, looked up to see if the, if the Vampire Diaries had copied off of Twilight or if Twilight had copied off of the Vampire Diaries. But um, it was stuff like uh, the watching her sleep, the brooding hero, the love triangle, the whole, the main character was were pretty similar. And it was just, it was really interesting like, I don't know how to explain it. It was because it's been a really long time. I just remember thinking that, okay, I know the first book was not published in 1979. That would be a twist. <laughs> 1991. It was the first books were published. Uh, and Twilight. That came out in like 2005, didn't it? 2005, yeah. So like quite a few years later. So we were like, and both since we had read the Vampire Diaries after reading Twilight, we thought, oh my gosh, did they ca- did they copy that? But they had it. I don't know anything about. It's not good. Well, I know that it's not good, but like, uh, you know what? Let's take a detour and focus a little bit on the what we've established so far in this first book, because I know it goes a little bit deeper in the other books. But let's focus on what Twilight has introduced us about these. About the Cullens and the vampires. And even Midnight Sun, because that gives us a better understanding of their dynamic and everything. Mm-hmm. From what Stephanie Meyer has established and when, you know, Bella goes to meet the family, they explain that, um, if I remember correctly, they explain that vampire powers are based on their personalities and stuff like that and what they wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. Edward, I don't think they I don't remember if they established like why he can read minds or if he was always like self-conscious and that's why no it was um it's because like things that you had when you were human are like super amplified as a vampire so like he was really perceptive as a human so like he was really good at like picking up what people were thinking and stuff he was so that's why he can read minds Uh, okay I don't and Carl I don't know why I remember that It's good because I couldn't. I I have a shit memory. Yeah, and that's that's. I find that kind of interesting that your, whatever whatever human aspects that your best traits are essentially turned into a superpower. Essentially, mm-hmm. I don't remember if they ever go into detail about Carlisle, but it was like his sense of helping others really helped him. So he doesn't really technically have like a very specific power. He just has extraordinary self restraint. There you go. It could be really lame, like self- extraordinary self-restraint, or it could be really cool, like uh, Alice, who can see, see into the, the future. future. Or or Jasper, who can manipulate emotions. Or Alec, who can, who can deprive people of their senses. 
or Benjamin, who can who's the Avatar, or just uh, what's the guy who attacks the family during the baseball scene? Oh, uh, James. James, yeah, he he's can... really good at tracking people. There you go. I and I think that's kind of that is kind of an interesting thing. I know everybody focuses on the sparkly vampire aspect, but I think people tend to forget that the vi- vampires in Twilight are severely overpowered. They are, like, really hard to kill. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to get into... We get into the fact that they're super strong, they're super fast, they have amazing agility, and then, of course, you get all the bonus powers that's unique to each person. Mm-hmm. You have Edward, who can read everybody's mind except Bella's for some reason. It's because she has a special barrier around her mind or whatever, which came into, which also allowed her to like be immune to, um, not Alec. What's his sister's name? Oh, what's her name? The Dakota Fanning character. Like she could torture people. Like she would look at them and like she could just torment them. Jane. That's her name. So she had projected the illusion of being in extreme intense pain into others' minds, but it did not work on Bella because she has a shield. And do they ever explain that? I don't think so. No, she just gets it enhanced when she's a vampire. (laughs) When she's a vampire, her uh, latent psychic powers have been increased. Yes. And... I so wish that Stephanie Meyer had explained why does Bella have this barrier? Right. Where did it come from? Does she have, you know, like in Midnight Sun, he was saying, like, is she even human? It would have been amazing if she wasn't. If, like, maybe she's the descendant of fairies or something. Because, you know, if werewolves exist and vampires exist, everything exists. Maybe she's part leprechaun. I don't know. I think she's part leprechaun. Hey, did That's you know ha- about life and death? Yes, I did. Did you know that um, James is still a dude? That is weird. In, but Victoria is also a dude? Is that an unintentional... Oh, oh, they're gay now. I know, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, They're oh, the gays. She accidentally did that, you know. I know she did. Anyway, she uh, maybe, maybe Sorry, we'll read... No, it's okay. Uh, maybe we'll just uh, read that next time. <laughs> anyway, um, I find it kind of interesting, though, the fact that Twilight vampires are so overpowered. Everybody, like I said, everybody focuses on the sparkling. So, you know, let's talk about the sparkling a little bit. Because mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, you know, we left off when Bella and Edward was about to expose himself, and it's described as little diamonds flashing off his skin and everything. It's so and, ridiculous. You know, it's like, and she's just like, "You're beautiful," and he's like, "This is the skin of a killer." I think that, uh, I, I might be quoting the movie, but I know for a fact that's actually in the book too. But it's so stupid. I love it though. Iconic, you mean? It's the most iconic thing ever. Now, the whole sparkling thing, I know everybody keeps bringing it up, and it is ridiculous. Let's not get that wrong. It's really stupid, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, because it means that they can go out in the sun and they don't burn. Yeah. I was watching a Crimson Rogue video where he was talking about the sparkling, and he mentioned a very good point that this actually adds to the fact that they're overpowered. Oh, yeah. They can't sun can't burn them you can't stab them you can't shoot them you can't like 
do all the classic vampire killing things. Mm-mm. The only thing you can do is like tear them apart, but even then, tear them apart and set them on fire. But even then, if you just take off the head, they'll crawl they, back to it. Yeah, it's like, really gross. Yeah, like John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. <laughs> nice. Have you ever seen that movie? No. No? I have a lot of movies I need to watch. Oh, no. Okay. Well, Twilight is probably going to be one of them that we're going to have to rewatch. Have to. Me and my mom rewatched all of them a few weeks ago. Okay, cool. So you're an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. You know, we own them all. Oh, yeah. Might as well, right? Anyway. Oh, and also um, they're all on Hulu. Oh, uh, promotion from Hulu. Please uh, sponsor. I'm just kidding. Please. <laughs> don't actually sponsor us. That'd be weird. They can sponsor us. I don't care. Well, we'll start. We'll get popular and then we'll get Dollar Shave Club or whatever. Okay. Or uh, Blue Apron where they'll send free food to our... Oh, yes. It's like, it's like baby, y'all promote anything you say. Just send me free food. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or give me free, like, streaming stuff. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, back to the topic at hand. The whole sparkling thing. Can we really? Def- can you really defend the whole sparkling thing? I know everybody's all said that it makes them look gay. All it yeah. does is really prove the fact that they're super powerful. You can't like pull a curtain and they go, "I'm melting, I'm melting." They just sparkle, and you're just like, "I turned this goddamn place into a disco." Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, they're your own personal disco ball. Mm -hmm. I can defend that. Yeah, I can defend that too. But I can also say that with so much vampire lore, the fact that they sparkle in sunlight is genuinely kind of creative. Yeah. And it can be justifiable of why the whole vampires burn in sunlight because, you know, somebody saw, maybe somebody saw a vampire and they they were shining so bright that they thought that they caught on fire, maybe? I don't know. It burned their eyes. It burned their eyes. <laughs> like uh, watching a magical girl transformation up close. <laughs> the heat was too extreme. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's one of those things that I don't think is as bad, but it does add to... I mean, let's focus on how Edward actually... If I remember, if uh, from Midnight Sun, Edward describes it as being turned to stone mm-hmm. and being stuck as the person you were when you get turned into a vampire. Yeah, but apparently that doesn't stop procreation. Yeah, we don't talk about the procreation. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Let's keep it to Twilight. Oh. Just, at least just for now. It's, I will say this, Stephanie Meyer has established a very interesting vampire world. Yeah, it just. It I just, mean, the whole thing with the Volturi was really interesting. I thought. Yeah, like this whole vampire underground that keeps everybody in control and everything. Again, that they don't get mentioned until like book two, so let's not focus too much on them. I love them. Yeah, they're so cool. But let's focus on the Cullen family because they're the first group of vampires were introduced before mm-hmm. you know James and his little cohorts come in. Mm-hmm back flipping in it's so rad (laughs) they're t-posing everywhere and they heck yeah they are 
<laughs> they want to kill Bella because, eh, why not? She smells delicious. It's like walking into a free-for-all garlic bread. That's how I always imagined it smelling like. She sounds so delicious. She's the super special awesome. Yes. She's just super special awesome. She that smells Bella's like garlic smell. bread all the time. She just smells like the most amazing things. I'm, like I said, the whole the Twilight sparkling thing, I think that just adds, like, that was based on a dream, and that probably adds to the whole sexy factor. Mm-hmm. But vampires have been sexy for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Believe me. Even people tried to sexualize Dracula. Oh. Yes. I, I, I know everybody's like, Malin, don't go on a tangent, but I need to talk about this. Do it. Bram, Bram Stoker's, Stoker's Dracula, the movie... The one from the 90s is a piece of shit. <laughs> it's pretty. It really is. It's a gorgeous looking movie. But everything else about it sucks. Because I hate it. Hate it when people adapt Dracula. And they make Mina his love interest. And I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because Dracula is not... I read the book. Mm-hmm. I, I know he's not supposed to be sympathetic. In fact, him fighting and trying to convert both him, Lucy and Mina, is supposed to be a rape metaphor. Mm. And yeah, Mina is like starting, but Mina is, yeah, I get it. Mina starts sympathizing with him, but that's honestly because he also has mind control powers. And once he like, you know, is starting to turn her into a vampire, he's trying to make it so that way she'll, he's trying to brainwash her. In order to become his new bride, because it's essential, he's using her as a fuck you to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people keep turning her into his love interest. Because people are weird. I know they want to, and I understand people want to sympathize with Dracula and stuff like that. But I'm actually, I'm actually kind of playing with the idea of doing a modernized version of Dracula. Mm-hmm. And in my version. He's actually going to hyper-focus on the John character, or as I'm going to call, I'm going to change him into a her, Joanne, and make her and Mina, like, lesbian lovers. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, why not? What I have so far is, like, I thought it would be interesting to play with the whole resurrection or the reincarnation thing and make Joanne Dracula's daughter, like, the reincarnation of his Mm. daughter come back to, like, and he that's why he hyper focuses on her yeah that's a good idea yeah and it you know it, it's like it still plays with it but it takes away the whole like mina is my resurrection it's the reincarnation of my long lost wife and i must Ooh. have her and i'm just like gross yeah it, it sounds better when it's like your kid i don't know i i just like i'm so sick of that trope and you know what if i'm gonna do my own modernization i want to play with it yeah also, Quincy is going to be Native American because why not? America! Like, like, Navajo or some shit. Like, he's a badass Navajo cowboy. Nice. America! Fuck yeah! Anyway, that was my rant on the Bram Stoker's Dracula and why I hate... I hate <laughs> it. The sexy vampire look does not look good on him. No. And I hate people trying to justify it. Well, you know. But it's romantic. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's forbidden love. It's like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) And you know what the worst part about